What a sci-fi Saturday night. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, uh, listen, and this is good. Thank you for having me on. This is Adam West and AdamWest.com. Don't forget that. AdamWest.com, we have so many goodies for you. your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You think me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. It is Talkcast 128, and it's Julian, Laura, and Corey. Oh my, tonight. Deep in Area 51 at the sub level 12 party dome. I am <laughs> the dome. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Joining the talk ass tonight are the usual suspects. Uh, Sons, a few actually, in the Revere Time Vortex soundboard vixen, Kriana. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. I was perfecting my recipe for fake blood. Ah, well done, well done. In the Four Color Vault of Comics tonight, uh, Illustrator X. Woohoo! Tonight's episode is wicked unscripted. And happy oh, birthday God. to Adam West as well. And his lovely ingenue with the birthday wish, the dead redhead. <laughs> that was me. Really? Was it? it was no, amazing. wasn't. <laughs> Are you throwing your voice again? I'm so, never X. <laughs> it, it's it's odd that we have a short cast tonight, so we brought in a couple of extra guests tonight from the hit TV show on Fearnet, Holliston, Laura Ortiz and Corey English. Ladies, welcome. Hello. Hi, we have no blood still. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means. It's from last week. Oh, I'm like the new kid in school right now. Because <laughs> you're like the new kid that's like hot, and everyone's like, hey, it's you're okay. a girlfriend. Bernadette Cumberpatch over there, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and also joining us tonight, artist and Boston Comic Con guest, Julie Mears. Julie, welcome. Hello, everybody. Now, last Hello. Sweet. Julie, last time we were together was at South Coast. Yes. And I said to you, when are you going to be on the show? And you said, how about before Boston Comic Con? So, here you are. Actually, I think my exact response was, you guys have never asked me because I'm not important enough. <laughs> Do you feel important enough now? You're sharing your, your episode with, like, hit TV actresses who are so oh. awesome. Like, Not only... 
Not only that, but also it's Adam West's birthday, so I'm in, like, Batgirl heaven right now. And, Batgirl! Adam West got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. I know! That's <laughs> Where's Doug Jones when we need him? And the ghost of Doug Jones makes his presence again. <laughs> I just need, like, a Han Solo stripper in my office and everything will be set. I know. Oh. I think a lot of people have said that. <laughs> the ghost of Doug Jones. I know. Uh, so let's let's begin the, the show. Sweetie, right the sweetie, show. the carbonite makes it microscopic. <laughs> oh! You see, really shrinkage when oh, you. Oh, I get the... it. <laughs> <laughs> let's attempt to begin the show where we begin the show each week. Says, says Facebook. Where's poll. that? Uh, who is your favorite radioactive sci-fi character? Take it away, Dead Redhead. That was indeed the question. So we asked our folks, and we did get some interesting answers, but once again, our old school fans showed us old school where to, how they like their people. And in third place were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is that old school, really? Oh, that can't uh, be I don't think that's old. That's kind of old school. It, I don't. No, this is a new property by Michael Bay, right? Stop no. it! It's. I don't. I don't think it's that old school. It's not like Dark Shadows old school. Oh. Hey, hey, hey! Don't make fun of Tim Burton yet. We'll have yet. Time Wait, did you oh. did you see that trailer though? Yes. Yeah, actually, it looks yes, pretty freaking funny. And, and you liked it, really? Because I was like not into it. No, I didn't like it. I thought it was really interesting that it ran right before the Twilight trailer, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> why? Yeah. There was that. I thought Twilight was over. That was just wishful thinking. Is it not over? We need a Twilight for the Twilight. Uh, coming in at number two is Spider-Man, because he's got radioactive blood. That's true. Sam yes, Raimi movies does. be damned. <laughs> I don't know that I would consider Spider-Man that old school either. I mean, I know he's like comic book old school, but he's not exactly like... Brianna, honey, he's old school. 1963? <laughs> yeah, but it's not like old school that hasn't been brought up in a while. Like, yeah, so creating color, I don't consider it old dead. school. Oh, no, he's old school. He's old school. And then, really old school, number one... Godzilla. Okay, that one that one counts because I'm not acknowledging the other version of Godzilla. Oh no 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 no! No, the Ferris Bueller. No, you can't. Yeah, no, no. Ferris Bueller is not. That's not a Godzilla movie. No. Ferris Bueller squashes Tokyo. He squashes the dreams of of Never mind. Oh dear. He's getting upset again. That's cool. Is he going to overheat? I know. Uh, so what's in the news this week, folks? All sorts uh, of goodies. Yeah, I've got I've got something uh, I want to talk about. And it has to do with uh, uh, a, for, a friend of the show from a while back, Mike Hinman, who yes. had an interesting article on Airlock Alpha about uh, CBS's claim to a lost Star Trek script. This, this is a story that actually involves uh, Mike Hinman and Star Trek New Voyages' James Cauley, who was on our show like five years ago. Oh, yeah. That was a long time yep. ago. Yeah, yeah. He was He was when we were on Queer Channel. Sorry. And, uh, 
I, I mean that radio place that, that, that radio that's place right. that that's loved right. us so much that they yeah whatever kicked us off. That's the one. We're not bitter. No, no. not screw them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jim Colley, when he started doing Star Trek: New Voyages, uh, started bringing in people like David Gerald, who was a writer for the original series, Eugene Roddenberry, who's Gene Roddenberry's son, and George Takai, who actually acted in a couple. <laughs> couple of the episodes. Thank you, George. Then they went into phase two <laughs> and uh, did a whole bunch of things uh, that were really very close to intellectual property. But because they weren't making any money off it, Paramount chose and CBS chose to look the other way. Right. Well, didn't, well they, didn't they proactively seek out permission and they said, as long as they're not making any money, we're cool with this? Something Up like until yeah. last month, yes. Right. yes. <laughs> last month, uh, there was a, an episode that was never actually produced. It was written by Norman Spinrad, who's one hell of a writer. Yes. And uh, it was an episode called Phase Two. Now, CBS bought and paid for the episode. CBS owns the episode. So when Collie and Spinrad decided, let's do it, CBS said, no. Screw you guys. All of a sudden, now it's intellectual property. Bastards. Now, here's, here's where it gets ugly. Because on the one hand, they're still not making any money on it. Okay, this is still not a money making proposition for them. But because it's CBS's intellectual property, Airlock Alpha headline reads, CBS is right to claim lost Star Trek script. Some fans are crying foul, but there's nothing heavy-handed. Well, okay, okay, well, legally, he's correct. On a scale of douchebaggery... I I mean, this is is sort of the... um, contrast that we've been looking at a couple of times here on the show whereas common sense and law don't exactly coincide or don't coincide even a little bit common sense is never common because people have very little sense and people have very different ideas about copyright when it comes to themselves versus someone else. So we can get pretty pissed off at CBS because they own this episode of Star Trek, but any writer would be pissed off if someone decided to produce their writing into a movie without their permission. And if this were happened to be an indie writer, people would get up in arms. It's just a very strict double standard. Well, here's what makes the standard even worse. David Gerald, who's worked with these people in producing a number of their uh, programs, had a script for Next Gen that was never used. Mm. And they produced the script, and Paramount and CBS said nothing. So, if they didn't squawk when Blood and Fire was done and they knew about it, why was Spinrad's script? Well, maybe there was a reason that they're just not caring to release, honestly. Maybe I mean, that one was better. <laughs> you know what? It, it doesn't matter. 
No, but that's that's the double standard that we're working with. Sometimes they'll choose not to bother. Other times they'll choose to stomp on something. Sure, but that's their prerogative and it's their protected right under the law as of this moment. But, I mean, we've just seen that uh, in the comic book industry a few weeks ago with the yes, whole uh, Ghost Rider issue where the Gary Friedrich, the guy who created Ghost Rider... It's no longer even allowed to say that he created it, isn't that the yeah, deal? He can't yeah, draw, he can't draw a doodle of Ghost Rider, he can't do an autograph on a Ghost Rider comic, he can't do anything uh -huh. like that. But you go, like, in the same convention, three tables down, and some artists will be like, yeah, I'll draw a Ghost Rider for you for 30 bucks. Yep. Hi, that's me. <laughs> and we've we've discussed before on the show that that is not technically, you know, within the bounds of copyright law as far as a business model goes. Uh, it's so. just not. But people tend to look the other way. But, I mean, under the law, they could come and be like, you can't draw this. What are you doing? We're going to sue you. It wouldn't be practical. They would get a lot of crap they get for my it. cat. Yeah. Well, I mean, not that there would be any point to it, but they could. Julie, yeah. Julie, did I hear a bring it on in that lab? Oh, I'm geez. just saying. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now we're in trouble. No, no. I'm not that stupid. Yeah, please. <laughs> I like uh, to eat, so yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we all would at one point. I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, the copyright laws and the intellectual property laws are so uh, uneven? Un uneven and unenforced that you never are really clear when you're going to get stomped I don't on. think unenforced is, uh, in most cases, actually the thing. I think it's over-enforced. In, I think you, you may be right. In a lot yeah. of cases. And yeah. and I think that it, it highly depends on the context of a specific case, whether public opinion would sway towards the creator or the alleged infringer, depending on like who the creator is, who the infringer is, and the perceptions thereof. Like People have very strange opinions, and it honestly most of the time relates right back down to... Who's the little guy? We're going to side with him. Well, people having strange opinions is why we have a podcast. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's why I have um, a and I just want to add in there that I really like the whole perception thereof. It made you sound very eloquent. I'm going to start using it. Aw, thanks. <laughs> there you go. Put on a resume. <laughs> um, so, X. Now, again, let's look at things that... Um, that are, are completely free and clear of this, like that are in uh, public domain, like the works of Edgar Allan Poe. Ah! Oh, and, shit. Here it comes. Uh, Everybody <laughs> duck. Duck and or cover. She, oh, she's cool. been wanting to talk about this all week, folks. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> dead Redhead? I Good. really wish Christy was here, because I think Christy would be on my side, because she's a big Poe fan, too. Christy she's... Peterson Schoonover of the New England Horror Association. That is the young lady in question. <laughs> She wrote uh, Skeletons she's... in the Swimming Hole. Anyway, go on. Yes. She's a, she's a Poe girl, too. And <laughs> That's um, what you're putting it. <laughs> yes. So I saw this ad that Mr. Cusack has put has been in this movie, and I'm just perturbed. What movie would that be? I'm not even sure what the name of it is. I think the it's Raven. called The Raven, yeah. I saw a poster for it. It looked cool. And it's supposed to be the last 
three or four days of Edgar Allan Poe's life. And those who are Poe fans know, because he was found, he was seen, and then three or four days he was had disappeared, and then he was found kind of wandering about, and then he died. And he was really sick then, guys. And I'm a huge Poe fanatic. And I realized Oh, oh are you? He was, <laughs> shut up. Never guessed that. Yeah, no. He I had was, no idea. <laughs> But they make it sound like he went off on this Sherlock Holmes adventure or something for three days, and then he died. And it's well, like, wait right. a minute. I don't think you know anyone what? is saying, like, based on the true story here. I was going to say, like, you know, John Cusack in Staggering Around for Three Days and Dropping Dead. <laughs> I don't think anyone would go to see that movie. Yeah. I would. I'm just saying, but there, was, <laughs> there was a great series of books out by the guy named uh, Harold Schechter. Oh, yeah. Who took Poe character and made him into kind of these mystery novels, and they were fabulous. I mean, they were so fun. They're so good to read. Schechter is a really good writer. You know what, Dead Redhead? I purchased those books on your recommendation, I think, last year around Christmas time, and I haven't actually read them yet. And and there's so much fun, and they could have used the character to do something like that. Hmm. Cool story, bro. You know? But... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm on my rant. I will get off my soapbox now. But no, I'm... you're good, honey. You're good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Shit. I'm with you on this. So yeah. the raven is officially balls, is what you're saying. <laughs> Tits. No, 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 no balls. No. We, we balls meant balls bad, this time. Laura. Oh. <laughs> balls are gross. Oh, God. Yes. And for all of you, we've lost the PG-13 rating for the night. So... Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, we we always lose it at about the first yeah. ten minutes. I'm on the show, you had no chance. You really didn't. You're the best, honey. Okay, so, X, what's the deal with this new Jim Henson film? Uh, it's not a new Jim Henson film. They've recently, AT&T was cleaning out a closet one day, and they <laughs> found an old uh, film that Jim Henson had done for them back in 1963. I was going to say, spoiler alert, yeah. Jim Henson is no longer alive. <laughs> I see the American Dad thing where he's in. Have, it's what happened to Jim Hansen. It's we'll get you, son of God. <laughs> All us Superman too. <laughs> but no, it was just cool. It's like AT and T's like we have a Jim Henson film. You should like buy phones. <laughs> <laughs> using it to advertise themselves somehow, but it's just a cute little uh, three-minute film, and it's just like, oh my god, it's uh, a robot. It, yeah, it's it's just a cute film, and fans of Jim Henson should check it out. It's uh, apparently they have a few other films that he did for them too that nobody knew about, um, including AT and T. Okay, I don't know if anyone else saw this, and I, I don't have the link handy. But um, I I saw this article the other day about how the kids from the Magic School Bus and the Planeteers are, like, the same kids, except for older. What? Yes. Do you see that? And it's true. They do look like the same kids. Like, how did I never see this before? The the only difference is the accents. Like, really, that's it. Yeah, yeah, no, like, you, you got the Asian girl... And same haircut. Yeah, yeah, they look exactly the same. I wonder that, like, I'm starting to wonder if it was the same artist, and I just didn't realize. It was. Was it? Was it? The same animation team. Okay, that makes more sense now. There, <laughs> there goes the mystery. Never mind. Leave it to me to be like the animation geek out. So oh, sorry. That's why we like you. We love yeah. you. 
So Neil so, deGrasse Tyson has done, uh, made oh. headlines once again. I know. Okay, so last time, refresher last, course, he told week. John Stewart that his Earth rotated the wrong way on the Daily Show intro. And in fact, he was absolutely—he was right. right. He was right, but it's funny. And so this week, he's back in the news again, Kriana. Yeah, yeah. So this week, um, is it's been in the news. It's the month of the hundredth hundredth anniversary of the Titanic. Yes. Yeah, and like and so James Cameron is re-releasing the Titanic. So Neil sends him a spirit. It's 3D. Don't forget oh, the 3D. Boy, it's 3D. Mr. Yeah. Tyson oh, sends that's... James Cameron a rather snarky email saying, look, Rose is on her door or whatever. She's, quote, never let it go. She looks up and the star field is completely wrong. That is totally oh. not the stars that you would see then. Here's the right stars. So Ooh. James Cameron went through, reshot the seat. What? <laughs> he redid the CGI of uh, the Starfield. He, he reshot it. all the CGI to correct the Starfield for the 100th Titanic anniversary release of Titanic, the movie. You know, oh, ju- just to quote my grandmother on this, how many times are they going to film that boat going down? <laughs> you know what, though? You know what, though? I have total respect for that. You know, he got an error pointed out. He said, you know what? I'm going to fix that. I want this but to be perfect. at the same perfect. time, he's kind of going, yeah, 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 yeah. I have more money than you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. That's, that's pretty much a given. It doesn't matter who you talk to. But I mean, what? Yeah. Spielberg changing the end of E.T. to give them walkie-talkies? No, but this is right, a good change. This is a good change. This is a good change. And I mean, you know, this is, this is Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is probably one of the preeminent scientists of our decade. People should listen to him more. They might yes, learn something. Really I know, yeah. but I always want to call him Neil deGrasse Jr. High. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professor deGrasse Jr. High, we know you're listening to the show. We're sorry. We're sorry. Oh, Neil, Neil, we hardly knew you. We we will let you come on the show. It's okay. Yeah, you can come on. It's Definitely, anytime. You know what? Please. You can tell us I that say, our planets are wrong. It's fine. I say we just jump into our interviews at this point. I, yeah, I'm just figuring, you know, where do we want to go first? Because either, if we don't, I'm just going to go into the whole robot squirrel story, and I don't no, think it's no, that no, big No important. robot squirrels. No okay. dollar re- relaxation tapes. Okay. Well, I mean, I had one thing that was in the same vein as, as oh, yeah. uh, accuracy in film, and, and yeah. that was, there. there's an archery teacher who has previously done reviews uh, yes. of, of two films. One of, one of them, I think, was Pixar's new film, Brave, and the other one is escaping my mind. Oh, was it The Hunger Games, I think? It was The Hunger Games. Yes. So he's reviewed Brave and The Hunger Games and said, here's what I think of their archery. And he thought they did a pretty good job. Then he decided to take on The Avengers. Yeah. Which, which hasn't actually been released. Well, just right. the but trailer. The preview, which means they could fix it if they wanted to right now. They don't want to. Out. Because <laughs> basically this guy is such a craptastic archer <laughs> that they would probably have to reshoot yeah. every single seed after he's had copious <laughs> amounts of lessons. Well, Look, let's find just... me a decent binder and I can just go and he can have he can have my crappy girl arms and okay. I'll do it right. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Okay. We are talking about a character that is a he's an he's a superhero who runs around with a bow and arrow wearing purple leather. I, so, I would, oh, that's like a normal Tuesday for me. I would like to say 
I'd like to say that the io9 says that Jim McQuarrie explains how Hawkeye shoots like William Tell caught in a wind tunnel. <laughs> More like William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, probably just about as good as William. But you know what? It's actually a really, first of all, accessible article. You don't know how. You don't have to know a lot or anything about archery to read what he's saying. Look at the comparisons of the pictures that he has and be like, yeah, that's pretty stupid. I mean, these big budget Hollywood films should have people for this. Like, And they said that they did have people. They said, oh, he took lessons. I find that really hard to believe after reading this article. But I mean, Avengers is big. They should well, be able to take uh, care of it. Didn't you guys have to learn something for the show? Uh, besides the script. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Laura and Corey? What? Yes. Yes? Did you, didn't Wake you... up! We're still on! <laughs> <laughs> didn't you guys have to learn something for your show? Anything? Uh, Painting? Um, Our lines? Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. had to learn. We did have a fight sequence. Okay. Yeah, Laura had a pretty intense like ninja scene. And we have a handshake. Oh, yeah. Wow. We worked on that for a while. Yeah. Actually, because there's a lot of physical comedy, there was a lot of us sort of choreographing things. Yeah, we had to choreograph. Laura had learn. to learn how to pretend paint. I ha- yeah. <laughs> I'm really painting some of it. <laughs> it doesn't have and the actual... And what's with D. Snyder grabbing ass? That seemed to be the best part of it. <laughs> he grabbed that poor guy's ass, and I thought the look on his face. I would love it if D. Snyder grabbed my ass. What's the problem? I know. It's all I ever wanted. It's a guy <laughs> thing. They're so inhibited. I know. What's wrong with you? Sorry. It's like, it is okay to grab my ass, D. Especially when he's wearing pink fishnets. <laughs> yes. If you haven't seen the show Well, yet, with folks. that... <laughs> Now, if you so you guys seen, saw yeah. it. You did your homework because uh, that was the only did. that was the condition. I'd bring Corey if you guys saw this. I show. saw it. It was so great. It was okay. so great. Now, I have I'm to tell so you, glad you liked I it. I threw the gauntlet down at at my place of business oh. and said, "I will happily talk to any of you who actually went to see, you know, actually saw the show Tuesday, Wednesday." So this morning, somebody comes in and says to me, "I love the cat." I love the face. <laughs> I, lo- I love the way his face peeled off. <laughs> that was good. I like the scanners too. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's and, awesome. and, and the scanners thing was great. Is there any chance that I could get an eight by ten signed to you, the hunka hunka burning love? So, John, I'm asking right now for you. <laughs> for, from the scanners? No, from you guys. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, why not? Email us your info, or so, or send a self-addressed. <laughs> don't put your address. No, no, don't, Laura. No. no My don't. address is. <laughs> uh, and we never heard from Laura again. Sure, <laughs> from Pueblo, Colorado. Because <laughs> the mime is a terrible thing to waste. So anyhow, yeah, we did watch it, and I've got to tell you. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect, especially Corey. After seeing that that uh, YouTube piece of you doing your uh, audition. Oh, audition, my audition, yeah, the sexual me being sexually harassed. Yes, <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching that, and I'm going, 
Okay, this is very, 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 very strange. She's <laughs> straight, and he's just going. He's going for it, and he's moving forward. And then I sat and watched the show, and I went, yeah, it's even stranger than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I want to point out a detail that I loved. Um, the hair in the whole thing was awesome. I don't know who you guys oh. had doing hair, uh, Corey, your hair was particularly awesome at the end when you had the date, and then the waitress's hair, I freaking loved. I love fifties oh, yeah, hair. Right, it was so cute. We had an we had an amazing hair and makeup team. We had Desiree and Rachel. They were amazing. I, in fact, it was a little disappointing when you would leave set and go shower and then look at yourself. <laughs> That's what I really looked like. Yeah, it, it was kind of depressing, especially after we wrapped because. Then you're like, I can never actually make myself look like that in life. They're magic. I wasn't wearing any makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. No, but like, no, the 50s hair. And that stuff is hard to pull off. I know. I've tried. My hairdresser could do it on me. That's about it. Like, it's it's tough to get those victory rolls. And they looked so great. Sorry, <laughs> I'm being so a hair geek. She had awesome date hair. She did. She She looked so good. You're talking about yourself. No, I was person? talking about. She was talking about the fifties hair. The, the oh, waitress, Sarah, the, Sarah the waitress. You know, keeps sounding like I am talking about. Myself. No, the date hair was no. cute too. I, I like the little twisty thing that they did. But the victory yeah, the rolls. Little, I had the little twisties, but Sarah had the the fifties oh. hairdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. Yeah, that was Sarah. She's actually one of the producers in the show. Oh wow, so cute. Just saying. Yeah, she was a hot sailor. Super, super hot. Just saying. Agreed. So, again, for those who missed last week's episode and uh, missed uh, the premiere, what is Holliston about? Well, well. Uh, now that we've just been talking Holliston. about it for ten minutes. Yeah, we're but people are tuning in going, uh? What are you talking about? All you're talking about is strange auditions and 50s hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> they're not they're gonna watch this and be like this what? isn't anything like what you said um holliston <laughs> is a, they're calling it a horror com so it's a mashup of horror and comedy but it's a traditional sitcom a traditional three camera sitcom um with like a, a live audience laugh track and um so it feels like a buddy comedy like you're watching friends or the big bang theory then someone's head can explode and an alien <laughs> might come out of the closet or someone might vomit on themselves or... Corey other. vomits on herself. That might happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When you said horror com, that was totally not what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, so, so, Instantly, know, I went to, like, Army of Darkness. Nice. <laughs> but... But oh yeah, that would be. It it does kind of yeah. feel like the Big Bang Theory, except for for horror geeks instead of like science yeah. geeks. And That's exactly what it is. And it, you know, sometimes when you get shows like this, the laugh track feels really forced and awkward. But I didn't think that was the case at all. Oh, good. That's good. I was actually kind of worried when I heard it the first time. I was like, oh, oh is it going to be one of those ones with the laugh track? But no, it, was, it, was, it did bother me. It was okay. You know, when you laugh along with the laugh track at the same time, when, when the audience hits it right, and I think that's the difference between a live audience versus just, like, dubbing in people laughing. Um, when they hit the comedic points correctly and you're laughing with it, it, it doesn't bother you. It's when it's off. 
That, well, that, we're very happy to hear that you were laughing along. That's that makes us happy. And I don't think it's just for like horror geeks. Like, I'm, my big like stamp of approval, aside from all the people that have said they liked it, was like my mom saw it yes last night for the first time, and I was kind of worried because my mom she's she like she's like the type of person she goes to church like three times a week at least. She's uh, my mom. Uh, there's, <laughs> you know, she's one of the jokes in there, like at the beginning when Joe first talks about me and stuff, I was a little bit like, I wasn't sure what my mom was going to say. Cause she's not going to say that she likes something just because I'm her daughter. Um, she, she doesn't really like my, my Disney show cause she says I'm kind of mean in it. Um, <laughs> and she doesn't like gore. And she does, yeah, and she doesn't like gore, so I, I kind of was nervous, but she bought the show, and she called me, and she was literally laughing her ass off, like, so just <laughs> genuine, she loved everything, and I was like, what about the, the gore, and she's like, there, she's like, I hardly even noticed it, because it was so funny, and she's like, and oh my god, there was so much heart, and Joe's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually nervous when we went to Halston, because there was a lot of you older know, people, elderly people in the audience, and then um, Adam had some of his teachers from high school. Like he, there were, there were a lot of people that we weren't sure whether they would respond to the show or be offended. And really, the show across the board. I mean, the reactions have been probably from like fourteen years old to like eighty-five. I think is the oldest person I talked to in Holliston. Uh, everyone has really liked it. <laughs> So for those of you in the Massachusetts area, Holliston is actually set in Holliston, Massachusetts. Yes. yes. And um, it's written by Adam, who is from Holliston, Massachusetts. Yes, Adam Green. It's, it's, it, a lot of this is autobiographical for him. And Adam and Joe play buddies. Even Lipschitz? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Her. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's Laura, 100%. your mother doesn't know that you're on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, does she? Uh, yeah, she actually just tried Skyping me, so I had to send her <laughs> a text saying, remember I'm doing Sci-Fi Saturday? And she's like, but it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, know, you know, she can listen to us. She can listen to your us mom, live. Both had the same reaction. <laughs> she can listen. She can listen to us live if she clicks on on the link that I just sent you there. Oh, there she's never gonna get that. Okay, well, <laughs> I can try. It's essentially a buddy comedy with Adam and Joe, who are best friends, who are aspiring horror filmmakers, and work at a local cable channel station where they have this cheesy <laughs> horror film show and their boss is Lance who's played by Dee Snyder and Adam has an imaginary friend played by Odorous Urungas from Guar <laughs> <laughs> he had some interesting fishnets going on as well Oh, there's, there was a lot there's of skin shots. Oh, the men are much more scantily clad than the women in this show. I will say that much. <laughs> the they went through all the insanity. <laughs> <laughs> wait till episode three. Just uh, wait. Yeah. Okay. It's saucy. It's a very Hello? saucy. It's a it's a very sexy show. Woohoo! Does that mean D. Snyder and more fishnets? And. Uh, <laughs> well, he's pretty much always in fishnets. Yeah, always. In That's fishnets. just normal for him. But maybe, maybe there will be more. You'll more... see more skin for sure. Yes, that <laughs> we promise. Oh, that we can promise. 
I think we're in big trouble here, kids, but that's okay. But the best kind of trouble. Good trouble. Nudity trouble is always the best kind. Awesome trouble. <laughs> Except when there are balls. <laughs> no. Balls are good, right? No, balls are bad. <laughs> Laura, just think about which one you think is better. Do you like balls or tits better? <laughs> that's a hard question. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're in such trouble now. Oh, boy. <laughs> Corey tricks me sometimes. Wait, Laura's mom may be listening. Do we want to I think we need story? visual aids. Oh my god, I just realized that. Corey, sorry. <laughs> Those are horrible. My mom is listening. <laughs> sorry, Laura. Hola, She's not going to Happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god, I think my dad is listening. Oh. Yes, okay. I think he is, oddly enough. <laughs> God. Well. Wow. So, so speaking of saucy entertainment. So let's let's take a quick round, uh, round the horn here. Kriana, you liked it. Oh my God, yes. Okay. There, there was the animatronic cat. There, there was the aborted clown fetus. Well, wait a minute. It's <laughs> technically not an animatronic cat, is it, Laura? It's not animatronic. He's retarded. <laughs> my I'm pretty sure the cat is everyone's favorite character, by the way. I think he's the standout. I will kill him. That's going to be the breakout actor of this show. The you cat. mark my words. <laughs> it's going to be a movie in less than a year, and it's going to be about the cat. Uh, Spin-off. Hey, when, yeah, you, when you recast the cat, my cats would both like to audition. Just saying. Okay. Just saying. The spinoff will be called Waltham or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, make it Revia, and then I can be yeah. in it. Revia. Revia. Totally. Have you seen Jack Chop? No. No. I, I'm going to send you a link in a second. Excellent. 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 <laughs> and wait, wait, the lobsters, the stuffed lobsters of the tank at the back of the restaurant were awesome. I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, now, I like the fact that the lobsters are like already cooked in the but, tank yes. and floating. Now wait, Yuppie. I have a question. What if what if I wanted a, a little like piece of this from my very own? What if I wanted someone to draw me a, a drawing of a character from this show? Where, if I was going to go to the Boston Comic Con, who would I get to do that for me? You know who's going to be at Boston Comic Con? Who? Who, Dom? Julie's going to be at Boston Comic Con. Wow, that yeah. was that wasn't forced at all. No, not, <laughs> that was a beautiful seg. Wait, wait, where's my good segue sound? Oh, I mixed it up with my bad segue sound. Silly, <laughs> silly me. Wow. Bad, bad sound. Yeah. X finally gets a good segue. And- no, I lied. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You know, I, I got I got her, his hopes up the same way I did it to Dome, except for the opposite. X, okay. when you sent us an email the other day about your announcement that you can announce on the coming up calendar, I said, did you see that email from X? And Dome was like, no. And I was like, really? Because it was really important. He was like, what happened? And I was like, you're not going to believe this. And, he and was, that was the tone she used. And he was like, what? What? Is it Boston Comic Con? What happened? And I was like, oh my god! We just had the happiest news ever! And he was like, I hate you. <laughs> I hung up on her. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to let you actually make the announcement during the coming yes, up we're, calendar. We're not, we're not gonna no spoilers here. Definitely not. Definitely not. Anyhow, 
for the past three years uh, at major cons, uh, I have had the pleasure of talking to and meeting and stealing drawings from <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> Uh, By stealing, as, you mean purchasing. As, as I look around at the, my office here in Area 51, I one, two, three, four <laughs> signed by you. Uh, yes. Mostly Harley Quinns. Yes, uh, I haven't done any Harley this year. Well, that's okay because uh, this is not a this is not a Harley Quinn year. No. <laughs> this year is the year of. This year is the year of the She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Yes. Oh my. And artists. Listen up, because She-Hulk is who we're going after this year. She will be the breakout star this year at Boston Comic-Con. Dom, you just need to come to my booth first. This way I know you don't spend all your money at other people. No offense to other artists, but you're usually better than me, so suck it and let me have the dome, please. <laughs> now, I've got to tell you, the last time we were together was at South Coast Toy and, and Comic Fair. And... Uh, I was just amazed at the depth of your portfolio and all the different characters that, that you're currently doing. It's just some beautiful, beautiful stuff. That's because I, I describe myself as a pop culture pirate. Basically, <laughs> anything that I geek out and fangirl over, I'm like, you know what, I need to draw this. So I do, and it gives me a little bit more diversity than some other people. Cool. But I'm, I mean... And be a giant nerd, but and watch you know Firefly while I do work. <laughs> I think we all kind of do stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. yeah you know, totally. No, I, I feel kind of bad. My my uh, girlfriend is it, she's studying to be a nurse, and she's do she was getting ready for midterms and doing like all this hardcore microbiology and just. She was saying words that weren't even English, and I speak Latin, and I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. Oh, what was and she saying? I bet I know. I, I can't even remember, honey. I'm sorry. But she came over to my apartment, and I was getting ready to do um, something else, so I'm just sitting there drawing, watching My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, and she's studying for midterms. Oh, like, my God. Kind of right oh, my God. That's what my job is. My job's awesome. The cool thing is, as you go through, you know, the work that you have usually for cons, there's something there that's going to appeal to virtually everyone. Plus, there's there's a style that you've developed that's become uniquely your own now, and it's really, really good. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I've always felt that way about your work. You know that. Yeah, it, so, just, it, it took me a while. So, Julie, uh, again, for those of us uh, not from who will be uh, seeing your work for the first time at the Boston Comic-Con. Tell us about Wicked Unscripted. Well, Wicked Unscripted started about six years ago, sort of as a side project. Um, at the time, I was a bartender. And, yeah, a bartender in her 20s living in Massachusetts. <laughs> that Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> and uh, I, I just some of the things that of people's mouths what i wound up saying was you can't script stuff like this you really can't um the first comic i ever did was my best friend eric and it was him just after a couple of beers being like you know it would make me really happy i mean i would giggle like a little schoolgirl. uh what dude world war three 
that. What? And that was my first comic. So Wicked Unscripted wound up becoming a webcomic that I was trying to get off the ground and trying to get off the ground. But I live on Cape Cod, so it's very difficult to not get a job where you aren't working like 60 hours a week just so you yeah. can afford to live on Cape Cod. And uh, it, it, it made the comic hurt. And then last year I decided that's it. I'm doing art full time. I've got enough that I can do that. And I started it. So now I'm just looking for a oh. new site admin so my site can actually be complete. But other than that, yeah. It's just being goofy and geeky and awesome. Oh my god. My hat's off to you for being a self-supporting artist. Yahoo! I mean, that is a major accomplishment. Uh, I, I eat ramen about three days a week, but I survive. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are times where my cat gets food and I'm like, oh man, I need to go steal cans from my mom's house. But... <laughs> It works. God. Well, when you're at uh, when you're at Boston Comic Con now, what are you going to be charging for uh, sketches, or uh, are you selling originals too? Oh well, some of you guys who know me, um, particularly if you're listening to this show, because who doesn't listen to Sci-Fi Saturday Night if they're a regular at Boston Comic Con? Ah, damn, Star. Or a fan <laughs> but, of Boston. They <laughs> <laughs> um, said the name of the show. <laughs> we're, we're probably going to keep saying it for a while. <laughs> Spoiler. No, uh, what I wind up charging, it can depend on the drawing. It, some of my originals will start at $15. Some of, one of them, my most expensive, is $80. And that's because it has three characters in it, and it was inked by someone besides me. So I have to give them a little bit of a cut. But I take commissions, and it depends how many characters you want in it, how much work you want into it, blah, blah, blah. And then I always sell prints, and prints are always $5, and my prints are limited edition. I never print off more than 10 of any particular drawing, so you get a numbered, signed print. Okay, so I just clicked into your DeviantArt page, Julie, and who do I have to kill or fuck to get a Jasmine? <laughs> my girlfriend will wreck you but uh, bring it on i will enjoy yeah, it you know, Karina, she will wreck you <laughs> um no you, you just gotta give me some money and you you can have a jasmine Yay! <laughs> i love jasmine she's my favorite disney princess and Capitalism. you know what's actually really funny actually. i've been I've been on the internet since I was in second grade because my dad was in computers. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used to run Prodigy Classic. Shows you how long I've been using the internet. Nobody knows what Prodigy Classic <laughs> was anymore. Mm-hmm. But my- yes, <laughs> but my- thank you, sweetheart. Yay! But my first password was Jasmine. That was the first password I ever had for the internet. I no longer <laughs> use it, clearly. Yeah, but- I wouldn't be announcing that. Yeah. <laughs> the files in 1992 stupid. were mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! It only takes me two hours to upload an image. That's okay, right? That's super fast. Those dial-up modems were great, weren't they? I still have my old school dial-up. You know modems. how long it took to get the, to the tits in a picture? <laughs> <laughs> I do only because I have an older brother. <laughs> hmm. 
Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I am looking at all the Harley Quinns that you've done, and I've got virtually every one of them. <laughs> you have the ones that are posted on my DeviantArt. You don't have all of them because some of them never got up there. Some of them were purchased. Oh, that sounds like a challenge. Dome. That's that sounds like a challenge. Challenge darling. accepted. Totally. That's accepted. my phrase this week. <laughs> <laughs> Someone sent me um, the Disney princesses done up like um, the Sailor Scouts. They're like, you can do a better job. And I'm like, challenge accepted. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, my like gosh. That. Julie, you know what You know what I would. I need from you? I need to commission you to do a Jasmine and Belle together. Okay. Because that's me and my girlfriend. Now, are you taking oh. commissions ahead of time for the show? I do take commissions ahead of time. Um, you just need to get in touch with me either on my DeviantArt account or you can email me, which is up on my personal website, is a link to my email. And that's at wickedlittlestudio.com. Uh, we'll have a link on the thing. No worries. Which is awesome because I was wor worried about that. And Oh, um, no worries. I'll take care of it. We'll I'm good at the whole it. internets thing. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. I do take commissions ahead of time. I also, at the show, if I don't have enough time to complete your commission before the show ends, I only take a down payment from you. And then once the drawing is done, I scan it, I email it to you, you give me the rest of the payment, and I FedEx it to you. Fabulous. Wow. So, so this way I can take on a larger workload. Very cool. Yeah. She's a yeah. woman. And if you stop by the Sci-Fi Saturday Night booth at Boston Comic Con and ask where, where can I find Julie? We will we'll personally show you. escort you to you her You can table. just say Julie. Pow, yeah. Pow, pow. <laughs> yeah. You look like, oh, where's that weird, really loud, obnoxious chick who was saying balls are strange? You'd be like, oh, that's Julie. We know where she is. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, so? What's up with that? Balls yeah, are right? strange. But it is what it is. No, I'm I'm gonna be at Boston Comic Con, and I'm really excited because I didn't. I was worried the previous years they've kind of given me a heads up when Artist Alley was getting sold out, and this year they're just so busy growing the show, which is totally awesome for them. So I'm not at all like slighted or hurt, but I didn't realize the show sold out for Artist Alley. And I, I wound up contacting Jim, and he was really nice about it and being like, well, if we do a waiting list, I'll let you know. And then the waiting list came out, and he was like, we got you a table. And I'm like, yay! I'm going to share the table with the guy I was sitting with next year because he and I are pals. And actually, he was on your show last year. I'll be sharing a table with Ted Woods. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Cool beers. So, yeah, I was sitting next to Ted last year, and this year he and I are going to be sharing a uh, booth together, Aww, which is great. Sharesies. Sharesies. Yeah. If any producers from FearNet wanted to send talent to a Comic-Con in New England, you know, Jim at Boston Comic-Con is a really good guy to talk to. <laughs> okay, you know what? Jim awesome. is friggin' awesome. Yeah, let them know. Yeah, that needs to be. Yeah. Happen. You know, we should have more, like, TV guests at Boston Comic-Con. Yeah. Yes. If someone would give me a TV show, I'll be a TV guest at Boston <laughs> Comic Con. <laughs> I used and to Laura's an artist, so come on. Yeah, Laura yeah, is I'll an artist. Shady stick figures. She can she can be commissioned. Yeah, commission me. I'll uh I'll do my best. I would I would like to commission you to paint me an aborted um <laughs> Harley Quinn fetus. 
No. Yeah. But I get no. creative no. control. Like, you can't complain about what I do because my artistic process is very... You can't get in her way. Yeah. I would never dream. I would never <laughs> dream of it. I would never dream of it. She does not take constructive criticism well, I'm just saying. <laughs> do you know this you from experience, Corey? I criticize my creativeness. Don't worry. Don't worry. There are people who will do that, but usually you can just kind of throw it in their face and tell them that they're wrong, you're right, so suck it. Yeah, you can, like you can call them entitled. Or such as, like... Exactly. Because <laughs> you being eloquent. She's very mm-hmm. eloquent. Totally. Absolutely. No, actually, I think the Dead Redhead saw it happen last year at Boston Comic Con. I think that was you, hun, that uh, someone commissioned me to do a Golden Era Wonder Woman and then got very mad at me that she wasn't in boots. And I'm like, have you ever seen the Golden Age Wonder Woman? Because no, no, clearly- Julie, Julie, I was in the bathroom with you when Wonder Woman was checking out her ass. <laughs> oh, that's right. And that took a picture with me. I was like, okay. That's right. <laughs> wait, wait. What happened? <laughs> okay. So, I had to run to the ladies' room because I didn't put on my makeup before the show started. My bad. Yeah, no one and... does. Everyone's there at, like, 2 a.m. <laughs> I know. And Wonder a Wonder Woman cosplayer walks in, and she looked really good. She had a great yeah, she costume. Did. She did. And she comes in, and she's, like, kind of turning around and checking out her rear end in the mirror. And she's like, can you see, like, my underwear or something? And just as she walks in, and she's trying to reach. (laughs) Well, she's trying to reach a tag that's on like the back that she can't reach. So I reach down and I I grab this little sticker that was stuck to her. But dead redhead walks in that looks like I'm copping a feel a Wonder Woman tag. (laughs) You can be honest if you were. That's okay. And I got a picture of it. (laughs) Nice. And I'm like, oh, my girlfriend's going to kill me. (laughs) Or, or alternatively, she could be proud of you. uh, You know. That's what mine would say. She'd be like, good for you. Well, she she knows that male cosplayers, if I catch them staring at my cleavage and they're wearing spandex, I have full right to grab their ass. Yeah. (laughs) That's just kind of the way it is. Unless it was the 300 guy that was walking well, around last year. But I digress. <laughs> hey guys, before we get along too much farther, uh, two of our young ladies have to leave us now, unfortunately. Sad face. Super sad face. Uh, uh, what she said. Laura and Corey have to leave because they're going uh, somewhere. To We're going to go watch uh, Darren Bousman's Devil's Carnival. That sounds Ooh. awesome. Yeah, yeah we're excited. Ladies, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Seriously. It was so nice thank to you meet so you much guys. for having us. Please be our best yeah. friends forever. Thanks for letting Ruth. me join join in join the club this week. Please, oh. anytime. You guys have an open invitation. Thank well, you thank for giving you. Dome hey. his birthday wishes. Oh, yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, <laughs> you can actually lots of cake. You should eat lots of cake. <laughs> Actually, I haven't had cake in three and a half years, but it's okay. <laughs> Ice cream? No. no, there are other things that I indulge in. Cupcake? <laughs> Ew, stop being creepy. <laughs> he's he's going to get creepy on you. That's right. <laughs> <'cause you're laughs> RRTs and Corey English from the hit TV series Holliston. Ladies, thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank Bye, you guys. so much. Good night. Bye. Bye. 
So now back to more true tales from Boston Comic Con, where Julie grabbed <laughs> Wonder Woman's ass. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Can I just say now we can get on to you know independent comic artists who are <laughs> real stuff. There's sort of this running gag with me in Boston Comic Con, and it started with my first show a few years ago, and it's just sort of gone from there. Which is, if Julie is there, there will be con shenanigans. Yay, shenanigans! <laughs> I love shenanigans. At first, I was like, ah, that's not true. And yeah, I can't argue that anymore. <laughs> when, when, when the organizer of a convention says, I'm not worried about where I'm putting you because I know it's going to be fun because you're there, kind of says what people expect of you. So. That's very sweet. Not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It just, it's kind of fun. And I have some really great friends who are amazing cosplayers that I met at different shows that now like to show up in front of my booth and reenact certain scenes from the DCAU. Oh, dear. Which makes, <laughs> which makes me squeal like a fangirl so dolphins off the coast are like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> It happens. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, you know, we we keep talking about your art. I just want to say I really like your writing too, because I mean, some of the wicked unscripteds I've been reading made me laugh out loud. As another artist, you did that one strip about how it's like, well, I have to get a specific pencil and I have to get this specific right paper and it has to be this size. And it's, I'm like, oh my god! And the the friend is just like. What language are you speaking? I'm pretty sure that's actually my girlfriend, Rachel. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was like, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it's true, and it's become this large... I have a minor obsession with copic products, and uh, it, it's become this thing where when I'm trying to tell her how much I care for her, I wind up saying, I love you more than copics, and she looks at me and she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> oh my god. <Aww>. Sad day. <laughs> but yeah, I I I'm OCD about it. It's 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 how I roll. <laughs> you didn't tell me that Illustrator X. Uh oh. <laughs> oh. Now you're in trouble. Oh. Uh, That's okay, Dead oh, Redhead. You didn't hear the episode the, where you weren't here. Oh God, I would no, I would no, go no. back and listen to that. So anyway, Julie, <laughs> when are you doing Sandman too? Uh, <laughs> huh? I just go back and have a listen at that dead redhead. Just yeah, <laughs> Sandman too. I think it's a natural, and then you can do uh, Superman Four: The Quest for Peace, the graphic novel. Um, I, I need to make a small confession. As much of a DC fangirl as I am, and I'm looking around my office, and it's. I don't have a single Marvel thing in my. I've got, you know, Firefly, really? DC. Well, I thought so, we. I, I thought Superman was both. Wait. But so no, what you're saying is you're not the person to do She-Hulk drawings? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm. I do. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying. The point was, as much of a DC fan girl as I am, I've never been able to actually watch a Superman movie. Oh, I don't think that uh, disqualifies you at it all. Doesn't disqualify you at all. If you've watched the animations, that's fine. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm confused. This is Kriana's 
comic book stupidity. I am confused because I thought Superman was both. Both what? Marvel, Marvel and DC? DC. No, absolutely I tried no. to look it up before, and they were like, oh, well, sometimes he's this, and sometimes he's that, and I couldn't no, go. It's always oh. DC. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Kriana? Yeah. Superman is the flagship character of DC. He was kind of their first character from Action Comics. You might be confusing him with the character that people always play him against as, you know, being a comparison, which is Captain Marvel, who's now called Shazam for some screwed up reason. I'm going to look this up again because yeah. I'm, hey, Cri- I'm confused. Kriana, while you're looking it up. Oh, Kriana. <laughs> Just keep in mind, you're losing cred by the minute. I yeah. have no comic book cred. I know this. Boston and now Comic-Con. the world does. <laughs> Boston Comic Con is April 21st and 22nd. You can see Julie there. Holliston airs Tuesday nights <laughs> on Fearnet. You can see Laura <laughs> and Corey there. It has been one of the more interesting nights we've had in quite a while. <laughs> and I think on that note, Illustrator X. Oh, it's not over yet. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking about Batman. No, Batman has never been a Marvel character either. Too. Damn it. No one's, no one's really jumped ship from Marvel to DC or back. Except some of the writers. Yeah, yeah the writers do. But, uh, okay. sounds like it's time for that coming up calendar here. So, uh, next week, once again, folks, it's another Boston Comic Con doubleheader episode. We have Heavy Metal Magazine publisher and co creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman, will be with us. <laughs> Plus, and host of Where We Got Married. Yes. Plus, Featured Boston Comic-Con artist, master of a thousand tiny lines, and creator of Cursed Pirate Girl, Jeremy Bastion, will also be with us. <laughs> then on April 21st, during the Comic-Con itself, we have the return of steampunk city artist and self-described enlightened monkey, Dave Gordon will be returning. And on May 5th, Summit City Comic Con founder Zach Cruz will give us the inside scoop on his show's guest list. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con. Come meet the Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew with the Boston Comic Con this April 22nd and April 21st. It's at bostoncomiccon.com. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold the Folk, at Rob Watts Online. Now I want to thank our guests tonight, Laura Ortiz and Corey English from Julie Mayer's featured artist who's going to be at Boston Comic Con. I want to thank our light crew tonight from the Revere Time <laughs> Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana. Thank you, my darling. It just doesn't coagulate like real blood. No, it doesn't. There from the Four Color Vault Comics, Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, don't let him sing. Great, <laughs> right, now I'm oh, good Lord. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
Oh, 